to Mining the Truth with Ray Sturdivant. Today we will continue our series on the end times prophecy. Listen in as Ray begins to unfold the truth. Hi, I'm Ray Sturdivant. We're studying the end times, and today we're going to continue looking at the pre-tribulation view of the timing of the rapture. The second reason that proponents believe in a pre-tribulation rapture is that Noah and Lot, in their mind, are examples of the rapture. Proponents compare the tribulation period to the times of Noah and Lot by Jesus in Luke 17:28. The two circumstances that the Noah and Lot situations have in common for pre-tribulation proponents are the removal of the righteous and the judgment of the unbelievers. From these two accounts, they see that God removes his followers before his wrath is poured out. Luke 17:26. And just as it happened in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating, they were drinking, they were marrying, they were being given in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. It was the same as happened in the days of Lot. They were eating, they were drinking, they were buying, they were selling, they were planning, and they were building. But on the day that Lot went out from Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just the same on the day that the Son of Man is revealed. So in other words, since Jesus himself uses Noah and Lot as examples of God's removal of believers before wrath is poured out, and the fact that Jesus uses these examples when describing his return, proponents believe that this is hard evidence to believe in a pre-trib timing of the rapture. Those that oppose this view say in response that God does protect his followers throughout Scripture but he frequently does it in the midst of incredible suffering and sometimes in the midst of his judgment. The Jews went through the plagues of Egypt and were protected. They were not brought out of Egypt until the plagues were finished, yet the plagues did not affect the Jews at the time. Another reason that those who oppose this view say that there is incredible suffering by Christians throughout church history and even today. Many are being slaughtered today for the cause of Christ throughout the world. We just don't hear about it because it's not widely reported. And even when it is reported, it's not clearly reported. It's frequently explained as government forces or rebel forces attacking locals. You don't typically hear the slaughter being described as Christians dying for their faith. So those that oppose this argument would say that God doesn't always prevent the suffering of his followers, and they are not convinced by the passages in Luke that Jesus is even describing the rapture. To them, it seems that Jesus is merely talking about how carelessly the unbeliever is living at the time that the disaster comes upon them. That the purpose of the passage is not so much to say that God removed the righteous first as it is to describe how unaware the unbelievers were that God's wrath was about to be poured out on them before it was. Also, a quick look through the book of Revelation reveals that many martyrs will come out of the tribulation. In other words, many are documented as beheaded for the cause of Christ during the tribulation. So why would God remove the church and then allow many to be slaughtered right afterwards? The pre-tribulation rapture to them just doesn't seem consistent. I'm Ray Sturdivant, Mining the Truth. Thanks for listening to Mining the Truth with Ray Sturdivant. If you have questions or comments about the show, visit us online at miningthetruth.com. Thanks again for listening and join us tomorrow as we continue to uncover hidden treasure.